0: what's up guys welcome to the mojo podcast where we discuss all things hospitality industry pull up a seat as we get into the unapologetic and gritty service bar talk as we feature in-depth conversations with trailblazing people within the industry every first monday of the month be sure to subscribe to us on all platforms and share and let's get into today's episode Joe Balon, but I am also the founder of Mojo. A little bit about me. I started working in the restaurant industry when I was 15 years old. I was working at a Thai diner and um, I worked there for four years and I learned Thai kitchen talk. So I was able to like put my orders in to the kitchen in Thai. And when I went to college in Boston, I actually went for fine arts and I double majored in photography and design. But even while going to school, I was still working in restaurants and even after school, I just kept diving deeper and deeper into the industry and I got super lucky and scored this job as a server for Ming Tsai. So if you're in the industry and if you're from Boston, you know who Ming Tsai is, but um, he had this TV show, this cooking TV show on PBS and just super cool dude. Um, and he had this really successful fine dining restaurant outside of Boston, and but he opened a gastro pub, which was kind of this like, street foods vibe um, with beers. And they had a killer cocktail program. And I remember John Drew from Boston. He was the beverage director and he really was the person that spent a lot of time teaching me about alcohol. Like I remember I'd be in the lockers like getting ready for my shift and he'd be like, hey, taste this. And it'd be like a shot of Knob Creek rye or something. Something he knew I never tasted because I was maybe 20, 21. I was green, green. And I remember he just kind of developed this this curiosity for cocktails in me. He taught me how to open a wine bottle without slicing my hand because I kept slicing my hand at bo- at the table. But anyway, so fast forward, did some time there, and then I became one of the management members. I was actually the supervisor. I was let me correct myself. I was a host, then turned into a supervisor. But all that meant was that I had to close the restaurant and I had a pair of keys. But at Copa in Boston, and Copa is owned by Jamie. and Ken Oranger, both JBF Foundation Award, or James Beard Foundation Award winners, which is a big deal. It's kind of like the Oscars in the food industry. So I felt very cool working there. (laughs) I think we also had a Michelin while I was there, which was really cool. Um, Michelins, for those of you guys that don't know, are the star ratings that you get on your restaurant, you can be given and you can be taketh away. And that is not something you ever want to happen. There's a really cool background story behind how the Michelin became, but I'll tell that another time. Fast forward, after leaving Copa, I went knees deep into bartending and fell in love with the energy. Bartending is the celebrity of the restaurant industry you cannot tell me otherwise if you were on a bar you're a celebrity period okay don't let anyone tell you otherwise we hold you to such a high standard so you better represent um but so yeah when I finally got onto the bar I was like oh it's my time to shine. And I got onto every hot bar in Boston as much as I could. There wasn't many of me in Boston, might I add. I am 5'3, little Latina with like a bob and tattoos. And like, there wasn't a lot of girls that looked like me in Boston. So for me to kind of create a little sense of audience um, and following was fairly easy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying Um, but there was a sense of celebrity I mean Boston is a town that literally at the airport there's a huge ad with my boss Jamie Bissonette on it at the time that said welcome to Boston where we don't have celebrities we have chefs and the industry and I will say this time and time again you want to have some fucking fire ass food and cocktails guaranteed go to Boston Go to Boston. I'm a born and raised New Yorker, okay? It is natural in me to hate on Boston. But just listen to me, man. I be knowing, okay? (laughs) Actually... Let me rewind. All of my bosses and coworkers obviously knew I was still a working photographer. So eventually they were like, Joe, can you shoot our menu? You know, we'll curve you a couple hundred bucks. And I was like, all right, fine. Shooting a cocktail is kind of like shooting a model, which is what I was doing. I was shooting portraits. I was doing fashion editorial, but then working in restaurants to sustain myself. Bartenders who needed pictures of their cocktails, chefs who needed pictures of their menus were reaching out to me. And so next thing I know, I'm shooting menus, but then I'm also Running their social media platforms because I was doing so well on my personal one that it started attracting. Um, some recognition, which was that was, was kind of cool. So next thing I knew, I was in some way falling into social media, digital media marketing. Mind you, the idea and the concept back then of restaurants being on social media was still very tricky to wrap your head around. I mean, I feel like Instagram took off in 2008, 2009. That's when I went into high school. So there was jobs and roles formulating like digital media directors, these kind of social Media director roles didn't exist back then in 2015-16, which is when I was doing it. So getting the recognition, getting the respect, and getting the money that I needed to be getting, like I really had to prove myself, especially being, you know, a little Latina that like people don't want to take seriously. So eventually, as time went on, the the role became more prominent. And at the time I made Copa the number one restaurant followed. Uh, the number one followed a restaurant in the city. I'm just going to throw that in there. The demand was great, and I really started to love it. I was like, you're telling me that I could get in the kitchen and, like, cook, like shoot documentary-style photographs of the chefs cooking and tossing pizzas, and at the same time shooting the shit with them, eating their food. What? It was awesome. And I was shooting the—I was eating— the, con- the content I was shooting. Like I was drunk by the end of a shoot. It was awesome. I was having a great time and I really bonded with a lot of the people that I was collaborating with in the industry. So um, fast forward to me saying goodbye to Boston. Nine years guys. I did not, I did not plan for nine years in Boston. It really stole my twenties from me. Boom, I'm cocktailing, living my best life partying, doing my thing, and I decide to move to New York, and I start working at, (laughs) listen, I start working at one of the coolest fucking bars in Manhattan, okay? (laughs) Last Slap, I will shout you guys out. You guys are one of a kind, and anyone who goes to Last Slap in the Lower East Side, then you know what's up. We are a hole-in-the-wall cocktail bar. I say we because they are still one of my clients, and, their family um but so we are a hole in the wall little rum bar in the lower east side and listen if you're cool you go and that's all i must say but working for them and running their account full-time as official as like a full-time freelancer really set a tone for me i was like i can do this like and i can do it in new york and i really felt that momentum from boston following me over to new york city i said fuck it I filed the LLC March 5th. March 15th, COVID went into action. But guys, we're out here. I am well aware that the industry is struggling and I also am so compassionate and I empathize with my friends in the hospitality industry. It has been a fucking year. If you opened a restaurant in 2020 and only had it open for two months, for COVID to hit, my condolences. Like I have friends who have experienced this and it has been rough seeing y'all struggle. It has been rough even for me. And I'm like kind of now working on the outskirts of the industry, but even just as owners, as bartenders, as servers, people who really got put out of jobs. My heart goes out to you guys, cause it has been brutal, but you know what? I feel it in the air and I've been telling people this. New York is about to really pull itself back together. There is a beautiful energy coming through right now as the springtime is approaching and and I can feel it in the air. New York is about to blossom and I really just want to be a part of it. I want to help my friends bring their businesses back to life. I want to help bring minority businesses back to life through the power of imagery, branding, proper content, and really just strong community management. It can be done guys and let's do it. Let's get it pumping. Let's look forward to a new New York. One that inevitably will be gentrified, but you know, a new New York nonetheless. there you have it guys thank you for tuning in to the mojo podcast again i am your host joe Balon. be sure to subscribe rate and review and hit us with a little follow on social media at themojo.inc i'd also like to give a shout out to my wonderful producer siad Reed from continuum eight be sure to tune in every first monday of the month and we'll see you then take care guys have a great month